You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> oh, dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I am Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at WheelsUpInCLE. Joined, as I always am, by Andrew Hedinger, who you can find on social media at AndrewRunsALots. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's it's another day. I, I took today off work. I took a personal day. Yeah? <laughs> I've had four uh, weeks of personal days. Yeah. No, I, not really. I yeah we were we were back to kind of five days we I don't really know what the fuck we're on right now so I just took today yeah. off so I didn't have to spend the money on childcare but whatever um yeah so that's that's my day um and now I'm here with you and we just got done recording with Sarah Hoover which was a delight <laughs> so this was. This was supposed to be one of our staying sane episodes, and which we typically have tried to keep at about 15, maybe 20 minutes. Just, you know, quick, casual conversations about how we're handling all this. And uh, Sarah, being, you know, working at a salon, has the gift of conversation. And about 25 minutes into the episode, I texted Andrew and I go, you know, we can just make this a full episode now because we were nowhere near ending. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you know, like, why, why feel like we need to stop it? We'll just kind of keep this going. So this ends up being a, a longer episode that's really just kind of about it's the same staying sane format. We really just talk about what life is like right now and how we're getting through it and yeah. what funding we're doing. But um, just a little bit longer. And then, you know, you and I were going to talk about this a little bit Um Typically, when, when you and I record these pre-intros, we talk a bit about one or two things in the interview that kind of stood out to us. And this wasn't really a technical interview about any specific event or any specific information. So there's like maybe not a highlight or anything for us to like really kind of key in on. But you and I were noticing something in her answer. At the end of every episode of Staying Sane, we ask people, you know, what's the one thing they're looking forward to outside of, you know, running basically just something outside of the running that they're looking forward to and you know you you pointed it out like when this first started a couple weeks ago I think everybody had the same answer like they wanted to go to a restaurant which made me happy and there's been a turn there's been a turn in the last couple of weeks and it's turned from I think just wanting to get out of the house to it's starting to become more personal stuff yeah they want a family there's a physical interaction I think we miss, and we we've hit on it a few times, but I think it, it I think there's something that goes beyond just I want to be out and talk to people. I think we're getting I do think there's part of it where we're getting accustomed to 
interacting with people at gas stations and grocery stores and finding every nugget of interaction we can as we go out. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we're realizing we miss is honestly putting our arms around people. Yeah. And that is something that I, I have noticed and I noticed it bigly uh, when I was editing the video the other day of, uh, you know, all the interviews we've had where we've asked people that question. Just, I did it. I was like, I kind of want to give people a sense of hope and community and, yeah. You know, I want us to have something where we're all in this together and we understand we're kind of waiting for the same thing. And honestly, as I was as I was putting it together and I had to listen to it time and time and time and time and time again, mm -hmm. every time it got like more awesome to me. And mm -hmm. I sent you the gif. Um, I'm getting a little verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Uh, uh, and I did like I got kind of emotional listening to it. I can't really like describe the emotion I was feeling. There was a melancholy. There was a happiness, a joy, a hope, a sadness, like just this whole like amalgam of emotion in go just going on inside me as I was uh, making that. And it's just kind of interesting to get somebody else's point of view on it. It's, I think it's kind of interesting, too, now because, you know, with every, with every week we get, a, we get a clear idea of, you know, where we are and, and where we're going. And, and part of the where we're going is kind of understanding where we're not going to be going. And I think probably a month ago people were thinking, all right, two weeks, lock her up, we'll be good. Right back to normal. Yeah. And so I, I think... I think that's reflected in some of those answers. I, I think people, you know, they were at home for the first time. A lot of people were homeschooling kids for the first time. And I think there was just that sense of like, oh, my God, I want this to end. I need to go out. I need a drink. You know, I just want to go sit at a restaurant, not necessarily have all these pressures on me, maybe be able to get away from the kids a little bit, have a drink, and just have a night out. And as we're now, you know, this is the fifth week now that I've been out of work or, or you know, underemployed. And um, what we're starting to see now is like, one, you know, we're seeing curves flatten everywhere, which is good. We're starting to get ahead of things. But there's also acknowledgments that, yeah, we're, we're not going to see it back to normal for a while. Like the economy is going to reopen. We're going to go back to work, but not quite in the same way that we were before. Uh, that that there's going to still be some restrictions probably going all the way through until there's a vaccine. Like the world as it was in December of 2019 probably isn't coming back until after a vaccine has been. I don't think it's coming back ever. I think you're well, I think we yeah. are going to see just so many things. I you know, what sucks. I've always prided myself on mm -hmm. having a really good handshake. Yeah. And I really don't know if I'll ever be able to use that again. And I'm okay with it. Oh, so I, I, I think had such a good handshake. I that that's really interesting, and it's funny that you bring that up because I was thinking about that on my run today. Um, just kind of, just my mind was going a lot of different places, and I was thinking like, you know, I think a lot of people 
are going to miss things like that and hugging. And like, you'll probably see people hugging like immediate family members, things like that, friends when we're allowed to reopen. Because I, I do think as we kind of start to get back to some normalcy, there's going to be that kind of that close group of people who you're not as worried about. Perfect strangers, maybe that might be off the table for a while. And of course, like you just don't know, like what is the psychology going to be before a vaccine is found? Are people really going to avoid that? You're not going to be, we're we're not going to be going over to people's houses before there's a vaccine. I mean, this is, this is going on. This is, I, I think we will. I, how how do you do that? Now, okay, we're gonna get into a debate. Let's not go. No, I mean I'm not even. It's not even really a debate. I okay. So if you're gonna reopen, if you're gonna reopen the economy and you're gonna have you know, like say restaurants, what I anticipate with restaurants is you're gonna see restaurants reopen, but you're going to see um, capacity, like caps on how much you can have. Like uh, a full right. restaurant is probably going to be a thing that doesn't happen now for another year or so. Um, if you're going to have that open, I don't know why there would necessarily be a feeling like I can't go over to a friend's house because you're going to be in closer contact with strangers anyway. I guess we just have to see. I, I, well, like, we don't know. We have no way to project, you know, because, because I'm looking at like my, what I feel like would happen is you're not probably not going to see restaurants open for sit down. For a very, very long time, unless there's strict capacity regulations. I mean, you're talking one of every three or four tables being allowed to be open. Um, but then what what good does that do? Because you're going to have people waiting for hours and hours and hours outside, congregating closely. You know, I think I don't know. Let's not go down that road. That's not what we're here for. No, we're here no. to we're here to talk about Sarah Hoover. We are. But first, I gotta pull it up. <laughs> Damn it! You can just edit this. Ah, yeah, I'll just edit this. No, well, I get to. It. Yeah, there it yeah. is. You pull it up too. <laughs> See, I don't feel so bad now. Oh yeah, before we get to Sarah, Andrew, let's talk about recovery for a minute. Uh, we know that it's a key to keeping runners healthy over the long haul of training. Uh, before we talk about it, we do want to point out to people that the statements we're about to make have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, the product we're going to be talking about is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That's true. It's not. Uh, what's also true is uh, you and I have been taking uh, CBD oils and gummies from Charlotte's Web, uh, CWHemp.com, for little over a month now mm-hmm. uh and i was taking it kind of at the peak of my training for glass city mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. and you know i really felt that it had helped me uh in, in my recovery i was taking the recovery gummies and uh you know it was really helping me feel better and refreshed and uh you know the oil as well um was really a godsend and uh, helped me manage like normal everyday stresses. Um, you know, I had a sense of calm and you know, I just, I feel more rested. Yeah. I, uh, I too have been taking the oil as well as the recovery gummies. And 
really felt that they were helping me to maintain joint mobility, support healthy recovery from exercise-induced inflammation. I've been starting to ramp up my running a bit more now. And, you know, as I'm adding on the miles, I'm finding that when I wake up the next day, I, I'm not as sore, I'm not as stiff, and I really do feel ready to tackle that day's running. Yeah, so it's been great for us. Uh, we think it's something that is worth a try for you. So uh, if uh, CBD is anything you've thought about, um, feel free to go to our website, rustbeltrunning.com slash CBD, um, and you can hear a little bit about what Adam and I think about it. Or you can go straight to cwhemp.com, which is Charlotte's Web's official website, uh, and you can use discount code RBRCBD. We kept that easy for you. Uh, save yourself fifteen percent and give it a shot. Uh, I, I, you know, it works for us. I, I don't see why it wouldn't work for other people. So, um, but speaking of other people, we're going to talk to somebody else. We're going to talk to another people right now, and that that is Sarah Hoover. Um, a little closer to home to me than to Adam. She's yep. from. A- Works in North Canton, Ohio, and that makes me very happy to welcome her here. So, without further ado, um, <laughs> without further ado, do. Oh my God! <laughs> you'll get it. Yep, you'll understand in about 20 minutes. Um, here's our interview with Sarah Hoover. Welcome back to Rust Belt Running's Staying Sane series, talking to different listeners and guests about how they're staying sane during coronavirus. I'm Adam Wheeler, joined as always by Andrew Hedinger. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm building a retaining wall in my backyard, so I'm sore, and it's replacing running for me right now, and I'm okay with that. So, uh, And you're eating pad thai right now from work, yeah. so you must be doing all right. I am, yeah. We got the message from work yesterday that if we wanted to stop in, they were going to cook for us. So I went and ran eight miles down in the valley and then just drove right up the hill to work and stopped in and got some really good pad thai. and. It's really hitting the spot right now. There you go. Yeah. So uh, joining us today from beautiful, sunny North Canton, Ohio, just uh, just a stone's throw from myself. It's it's good to have a fellow, uh, are we called Cantonites, um, on with us is Sarah Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> so is it Cantonite? Am I correct in this? I, I don't know. I've heard Cantonite before. Go with that. So, Sarah, you are on Instagram. Uh, that's how I, I I've gotten to know you. You've you've shared a lot of our stuff, and you tag us in an inordinate amount of photos, and uh, I love it. <laughs> and so, when we started doing this series, actually, Sarah was I think the first person I had messaged uh, because you are so active with us, and I messaged you about a month ago. And you responded to me uh, Saturday, which is three days ago. <laughs> right, yeah. Sorry. Went from really active to falling off the face of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I know how my job is, too. So, like, <laughs> so it, it kind of just worked out that way. I have, like, too many Instagram accounts because I have different Instagrams for different reasons. <laughs> so I have the main one that I use for work and... Then I have like a private one that I keep up with like my family and people who don't care about my job. And then I have uh, a secret one, my running one. And that's where I tag you guys all the time. 
Oh, so we get tagged in your secret one. Right. And, I, and like, I just gave it away because I, I threw the oh, handle out there. Good no, job, Lefty Andrew. Lefty Shears is my main. Okay. Uh, I started, I followed you on that one the other day, so I wouldn't keep on accidentally ignoring you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this other one I made up just because sometimes you go on and, you know, the way Instagram works, they target what you're looking at. And yeah. So that I could have like a fitness inspiration one, just all running, all workout stuff, all vegan, vegetarian food type stuff is all just, if I open that Instagram, that's all the stuff I see, all the content I see. Um, so if I want to go down like fitness motivation tunnel, I just get on that one. If I want to like keep up with people I know and do the work networking thing and most of my close friends, I do my work one. But anytime I just need to go into the, uh, to the locker room, so to speak. I just get on my my uh, sneaky, secret sneaky one. So yeah. it's uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it, it works for me. All right. Actually, so I actually oh. like that idea. I was just gonna say because like with all the time that I've had now with not being able to work, I've been on social media more than I want to be, and I constantly yeah. find myself thinking like, you know, I wouldn't mind being able to come on here and like maybe check in on that group of people every now and then but then not have to see them otherwise and like not have to see whatever drama's going on and so i like that i like like being able to kind of hone that into like one specific thing that you're going to watch or look at today yeah it's like the fitness channel and then the yeah. other one is just like, blah, like i like usual. that a lot <laughs> let's see facebook is kind of my um that's the one like i'll connect with work people and family and let everybody see pictures of my son and yeah. Uh, I, that, that's kind of, so that's like my personal thing. I, it's kind of like every social network is different for me. Like I have oh, yeah. Facebook, which is, you know, always pretty clean, except recently I've, I've, I've let expletives fly on there and then <laughs> Instagram, which is primarily running and then Twitter, which is just whatever the fuck I want it to be. And that's one where right. I really let loose. Cause I blocked my mom. And- <laughs> oh, oh no. So I, cause it's just like, I don't need her in all my business. And I need that one where she's not going to call me and be like, sweetie, I just saw this thing you posted. And so that's just, you know, I, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, um, I successfully hid from my mom on Instagram for almost a year. Um, when she first got Instagram, she just didn't know I was there. And I was very elusive, but then she got me. And then, you know, Facebook was always just an L. Facebook is kind of like, I don't know, Facebook's the one that I have to like grit my teeth and log into. (sighs) So I'm I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I don't post, I've been posting more to it during this pandemic and uh, just more out of a like, trying to be educational maybe trying to ruffle some feathers because like most of the people I'm friends with on Facebook are not like-minded I shouldn't say most but that's you know it's a lot it's a much older group and uh so yeah it's just weird so let's talk about your work Instagram since we're just going to divide this up into your different (laughs) Instagram accounts so you have (laughs) so so you have lefty shears so Explain to us a little bit about what that is. This is your t- here. You get to promote yourself. 
for when this oh, is Lord. over because you can't do anything right now. <laughs> well, so lefty shears, I'm left-handed. Yeah. And when I started, I started, ooh, somebody else left-handed. Yeah. Hey, good. Finally. I'm like the only one in my family. But so when I started working, um, actually, when I started college school, I graduated from Raphael's in Alliance, which is actually where I live. Uh, so I'm like, I work in Canton, so does my husband, but, you know, I, I'm an Alliancer. I grew up in Cleveland, though. I got my first pair of left-handed shears when I started college school, and I was 25 when I went. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I just cut myself like crazy because I had been using right-handed shears backwards up until then. Wait, um, so they're different? I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So in a pair of shears, there's a moving blade and a still blade. And depending on what hand you're in, it's reversed. So all of a sudden, your moving blade and your still blade are flipped if you switch from right-handed to left-handed shears in your dominant hand. Get what I'm saying? I guess I'm just normal, so I have no idea what whoa, you're talking about. Whoa, 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 normal. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, ignore the elitist verbiage. <laughs> and... Boring is, I think, the word he's going for. <laughs> right. Just because so I don't anyway, have that weird angle when I write. I'm sorry, guys. I I actually write in a way that doesn't drag my hand through my mess. So, anyway. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I Yeah, some left-handed and I don't think much of it. But when I was trying to come up with an email address, uh, to when I started using Gmail, I started with that. And so that's been my handle for like a lot of things. My LLC for my job is Lefty Shears LLC. But that's just that's just one. And I couldn't believe that it was still available as a name on Instagram. So when I could, I did. But that's me. Uh, I'm self-employed now. I worked at an awesome place for a long time. I worked at Scott Talbot uh, Salon down on Fulton for a really long time. And then not really super long, but I don't know, 36. So one sixth of my life I worked there because six times six is 36. Yeah. So that's a significant part of my life I worked there. Yeah, um, math lesson. Man, we're getting everything. <laughs> but I went out on my own. Um, still love the people at that place. But I went on my own and started working at Salon Lofts, which means I'm an independent contractor. But right now, of course, I'm not working because I'd, like, lose my license if I went to work. And then I wouldn't be able to work after things are open back up. I actually stopped working the day before DeWine shut us down just because it kind of Everything was pointing to you just need to call it. Mm. Um, I went to like four different places and couldn't find um, enough sanitizing items. Like I knew the amount of sanitation I was going to need to do. It was a Tuesday. The amount of sanitation I was going to need to do before and after every client, I was going to be out of my sanitizers by the end of the week anyway. And I wasn't going to be able to get any more. So I also had a couple customers that that I knew were going to be upcoming that they had already asked me, are you working? Because if you're working, I'm coming. And I'm like, I don't want you leaving your house. Right. So I was like, if I close up, they can't come in. Yep. <laughs> and then I take the choice away from them. So I have like wonderful clients and I miss them a lot. I keep in touch with them. I text them. I tag them on Instagram or whatever. Um, but it just, it didn't seem right. It didn't seem good to keep staying open. Um, so I didn't. But I, I love what I do. I love what I do. I, I. I like to talk. I hate sitting down. So doing hair works for me. It's it's funny now because I'm thinking back to that last week because you you uh, you and I both shut down essentially the same week. And I work in the restaurant industry, 
And so okay. our last day was that Sunday. It would have been probably the day after you shut down. And it was yeah. such a surreal week because, you know, everything kept changing so fast. Andrew and I right. talked about it, how it's like every day seemed right. like a week. And uh-huh. I, can remember, yeah. I can remember going into work that Monday, like the first day when they confirmed there were cases in Ohio. And I yep. worked, and like we had decent business, but you just kind of just feel like there was just this uncertainty in the air. The air and felt then, different, yep. And then just progressively, like, fewer and fewer people came in. And then, like, you know, I work at a seafood place. So that Friday, we were we were busier, but not certainly not busy for what we would normally be. Right, and then right. that weekend, I closed the bar on Saturday. And usually there would be three bartenders there till at least yeah. eight or nine. Um, the opening bartender was gone when I walked in to close. The second bartender Dang. was gone at, like, eight. And the last hour, two hours, I had nothing to do. Nobody came in. Right. And so it was just this, you knew it was coming. And then, you know, the wine gave the order out, but it was, um, it was just such a surreal feeling that week because every, every day seemed like a a week and you could just kind of see where it was starting to go. And I had that same thought, like I didn't have the choice to do it. I was just an employee, but there was that, how long can we do this? It can't be worth it for us to, to stay open. Nobody's coming anymore. No. And the thing is too, like the more that information has come out about all this, the more you're seeing that it's a false sense of security to really think that certain, certain things are okay to do. They're like, oh, well, at first, you know, even I thought, oh, well, I'm not elderly, so who cares? Yeah. Not who cares, but I mean, if I get it, who cares? Yeah. My biggest concern right off the rip was people that I could, I, I kind of honed in and keyed in on that asymptomatic carrier thing. And that's what stressed me out. Yeah. Was what if I'm spreading it around and I don't even know it and I accidentally make somebody lose their grandma? Right. Right. And I was like, I don't like that. So I was glad the choice was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. I actually, like, after they closed up the restaurants, every day I was listening to the press conference, like, when are you going to shut down salons? Come on. Right. <laughs> Take it away from us so we don't have to have this burden anymore. But um, I'm also fortunate. I, my husband is able to still work from home. So my income is not as precarious as other people's. So I realize that it's, it's complicated for some people. It's not as, it's not as, unscary as a decision as it was for me i mean right. yeah uh <laughs> if you're on my work instagram if you're on lefty shares every day i post some inane video of me cooking some like crap out of a can <laughs> <laughs> i just i started calling it quarantine kitchen and i basically just post myself cooking things and being in my house by myself <laughs> but you know not everybody has that ability to just do that so it's rough for people. This is definitely going to be our longest staying sane yet. Yeah. Uh, so we, you started listening to us because we are a running podcast. So yeah. let's try to talk a little bit of running. And first off, before we like, before I go down this, I want to say thank you for shutting down on your own and for thinking about your clients and foregoing money. I know you said you guys are in a situation where it, you know, isn't maybe as precarious as it is for others who are out of work. But at the same time, like you put the well-being of your clients ahead of yourself. And I think that is fucking badass. And there are I've seen a lot of companies that have done that. I think a lot of companies also thought this was going to be like a two or three week thing. And now it's looking like it's going to be much longer than that. But either way, like that what was going on in other countries it, it's not like a boom everything's fine again this is yeah. cool this isn't, this isn't like 
you know, a paper cut. This is something way worse. Oh, for sure. Gosh, I wish it was a paper cut. That Just one big Ohio paper cut. That would be amazing. Right, yeah, I'd still use a lemon and squeeze it in my water. Don't care if it burns. It's fine. <laughs> right. So, uh, but you started uh, following us, or I started, however the it went, we right. now follow one another, and you've been very active with us. So let's talk a little bit about your running. What, was there anything that you were training for before this all happened, race-wise? Yeah. Right, yeah. So my my uh, vegan guilt, which is my running Instagram, not a secret. Oh yeah, I don't even care. It's fine. <laughs> I it, I follow runners all over the place. Like I follow some dude in India. I follow a guy in Canada. I follow just like random people that I like their thing. I was I actually uh yeah I signed up for Cleveland, and I had planned on signing up for Akron, and. I'm going to be 40 eventually, like I'm 36 now. So I had set a goal last year because I was in my feelings. I was like, you know what? I want to hit a BQ by the time I'm 40. I don't care if I ever get there. I just want to hit a BQ before I'm 40. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and so that's, that's basically the only thing I have, which has meant that even though there's like no race happening, I don't give a crap because it's probably going to take me four years to get my time where it needs to be. <laughs> but you're continuing to run. You're on a streak, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm on day like, well, I have run every day since December 27th or 28th. Like I've run every single day, which Damn. is like the longest I've ever streaked. So I'm happy about that. What's your minimum? Is it a mile minimum yeah. or? It has yeah. to be a mile. It has to be a mile, um, which works out because I have a dog. So I'm a lady runner, so it's not safe to run alone at night. Um, Runner's right. World Magazine had a really good piece on that a few months ago. And uh, I take my dog on that those days where it's like I get home from work, it's like 9 o'clock, and I'm like, all right, Ramona, it's time to go. <laughs> so that's been instrumental in making the streak stay alive. But now that I don't have a job, I can run all the time. It's kind of great. <laughs> As somebody who's BQ'd a couple of times, too, I can tell you that you'll be surprised at how quickly the jumps can happen when you stay committed the way that you are. Like, that's, I... That's <laughs> no, I mean, really, like, my first marathon was um, was not good. It was not good at all. And just my, my training wasn't good, and it was, um, it was the 2016 Cleveland Marathon when we were running in a whiteout at one point. It oh, was just really, that. really, really bad. But yeah. I learned a whole lot, and in the two years between that marathon and then my second marathon, just a lot of consistency led to a really big jump. So it's, it's a really amazing when you're able to do things consistently, um, the jumps can come quickly. So yeah. don't be too down on that because um, it's kind of amazing how, how you'll kind of like leap forward. I, my, my whole running kind of career, if you want to call it that, seems to be like these – these jumps, like I'll have a plateau and mm -hmm. then I'm consistent with something. And all of a sudden I have this really big jump and then I kind of plateau there for a while, but I stay consistent. There's another big jump. So 36 by 40, that's doable. And Hey, with the way things are going right now, depending on where things go with Boston, maybe we'll be getting more time at some point. Well, and I, you just hit something, Adam. I always call the results of running a stair step. Like yeah. if you look at it as a graph, that's always what it is. You don't mm -hmm. have like gradual incre 
increase. So, but Sarah, what, how many fulls have you run so far? Two. Two? What, yeah. Can, can I ask you what your PR is? I don't remember. There? <laughs> I don't okay. remember. I'm just so like, my thing, my first goal was like nebulous. And so it was, I want to run this thing and finish and not poop on myself. So did you succeed? Yes. Good and job. Then, <laughs> the next one was the year uh, I did it in 2018. I did Akron. Um, and so I signed up for Akron and it was really, really hot. And they kept saying, hey, if you want to do the half, go for it. We won't even make you, you know, submit. Just go this way instead of that way at the split on the blue line. That was what, and, 2017? Yeah. Uh, Wait, 18. 2018, it was ridiculously hot because they kept yeah. sending emails like all week. They were and telling you to drop that year. They were like, if you wanted to, if you it. even thought about it, just do it because they didn't want anybody getting hurt, you know? Right. And I, I felt super duper good. Uh, I had been running outside all summer. So it was like, well, this is just more of the same crap that was going on in July. And I do know I beat my time from 2015 because I don't sign up for stuff every year i'm cheap um i beat my time by at least 20 minutes so but like you gotta you gotta remember i was just trying not to poop myself the first time so you gotta start somewhere (laughs) right (laughs) i'd have to actually look up because i think i don't even know what it was it was under four hours but that i don't remember what like honestly i'm not even trying to be a cool i just don't actually remember um, but I do know that just running every day has helped me because when I was training the first time, uh, my minute, my averages for like, just to go on a run comfortably and just be like, ah, I'm just going to go for a run and try to run the amount of I'm supposed to, I would probably, it'd take me 10 minutes to do a mile. But now, um, when I look at my times right now, I can comfortably stay under nine for 13 so far so that's an improvement but it's like eh, you know i got time is what i'm saying (laughs) you do and you're not far off at that i mean if you're below nine minute miles in your age group for females you're you're not that far off i think their fastest qualifying times like eight fifteens so like i know yeah for age 40, I think the, the time is like 8.23, but that is, of course, probably going to get cut down. So I figure maybe it'll take me till I'm older, but by then I'll have run for longer. I don't know. It's just something to work towards because I have to come up with something, you know? Yeah. But I honestly, I just like to run. I don't really care. I like to run. Um, if I'm walking, I'm like, why am I not running? This is so slow. Okay. <laughs> it's just i don't know it, it feels good to me to do yeah especially right now oh yeah because i'm an anxiety person so like i could just have my panic attack while i'm running and then <laughs> it's over by the time i'm done i i haven't been running but i've been doing a shit ton of yard work well you're doing i mean but yeah. you're still like aggressively doing something yeah i yeah. It's, that's what i've had to do to keep myself because like running is constructive but there's still something 
when I'm not working towards a goal, it's difficult for me to run. Like, I'm not like you where I can just go out and run streak. I would love to do that, but ultimately it doesn't, I, maybe it's the competitor in me. I don't know, but it doesn't do anything for me. So I really struggle during times like this to go out and run. I'll run a few times a week, but definitely not anything consistent with any plan. So I just right now look at my backyard and go, ah, I could do a lot of work back there with all the time I have on my hands. So, right, yeah. And but, I think that's the main thing. Like we're all kind of stuck in this same thing where it's like, ah, I don't want to look back at the time, all the times where I've been so busy that I'm like, man, I wish I had time to get this done. Not yeah. undue pressure, but just, I don't want to look back and be like, wow, I wasted all that free time I had. Cause it is literally <laughs> free time. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I put on my running clothes this morning and I still haven't actually gotten to the run part yet. Cause I did some stuff and I did some chores and I made some food. And then I was like, oh wow, gaping abyss. I think I'm going to go take a nap. So I did. And now I'm awake. <laughs> Naps are constructive. Oh, gosh, are you kidding me? I've been sleep deprived since I was four. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so, yeah, but also, I don't know about you guys. I'm not. It's different for a person who has never been good at athletics, if that makes any sense. In terms to, of what? All right, like, so, Adam, you've, you've hit a big cue, correct? Yeah. So, for a person like me, that's an accomplishment in itself. For a person who, like, didn't run in high school, who kind of, I remember when I was in my 20s, just being like, oh, I want to run a marathon. And literally people just be like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not in a mean way, just in a like, yeah, who wants to do that and what for? Right. And I'm like, nah, because I could. I know I could. So then I do it, and I'm like, hey, I did that. Um, just, I I was in high school. Uh, I was usually drawing in a notebook or writing in a notebook or crying or all three. So <laughs> to be a person that, like, you know, my friends are like, oh, well, you're always motivated. I don't know how you always work out. And it's like, well, because I like to. It makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is enough. That to me is enough. And, and not having to struggle to find time to work out is, is super fun. And it's nice to not be, not be like, Oh, I can only do three today because that's all the time I have. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I come from a different place of like not being particularly athletically gifted. <laughs> so it's just well, like, yeah. And isn't that the beauty of running? Like, oh, yeah. you don't have to, I remember, I remember there was an episode Adam and I recorded, and I don't remember which one it was, but you know, it, it, you just put shoes on and move forward. <laughs> and Adam was like, yeah, I, when I run a race, I just need somebody to tell me where to go. Right. Yep. Uh, and I, Adam just informed me, this is now a full episode. So no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's not that <laughs> And you know, it's, it's actually really it's interesting uh, you bringing up this idea of it being something you can do if you're not necessarily athletically inclined, because I, I'm not trying to sound super humble here. I don't consider myself athletically inclined. I I ran track in high school. I was not fast. Like I wasn't the guy that was winning conference meets. I was not a fast mile or two miler. 
I played soccer and I was a good role player on a good team, but you know, like I was honorable mention for stuff. I wasn't first team anything. Um, anything I've done in sports has been through coaching. Like my siblings were the ones that got the athletic talents. I was, I was the guy that if I worked hard, I could contribute. And that was more of a long game person though. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I started running because a friend of mine, his wife said, Hey, I want to run a half marathon. Would you be willing to run? And we can just kind of like keep each other, you know, honest with training. And I said, like, yeah, sure. Right. I'll do. That. And I hated the training, like all throughout the training for that first race, I kept telling myself, like, I'm going to run this one race and that is going to be it. None of this oh, is fun. That's crazy. And, well, and then I ran my first race and it was, it was Cleveland. It was the Cleveland half marathon in 2011. And it was being around all these fans and around all these runners and i was like holy shit this is incredible and i i like really fun yeah it was incredibly fun and i remember getting home that day and being exhausted and being sore and at no point was i like why would anybody do this i was waking up from my naps trying to find future races and so like (laughs) that got me hooked and i i do have i've been fortunate i've got a little bit of i've clearly got a little bit of talent with it but right yeah yeah it's been well, interesting, and, though, because that was yeah. this was nothing I would have ever seen myself doing 15 years ago and thinking I'd be even decent at it. Right, right. No, that's really cool. I um, when we first were married, we lived out of state and I met, I was friends with a girl that had run track in high school. And it was we lived in Utica, New York, and they have the Boilermaker up there. And I was like, well, 19, 20. And uh I think I would have been, I think I ran it when I was 19 or 20, but the point is I had never run anything more than like two or three miles. And she was like, Hey, do you want to run this thing with me? And I was like, um, you show me how. And so I ran it with her and I did pretty respectable, honestly, because it's a nine mile race and I was eating popsicles and talking the whole race. (laughs) (laughs) fast but it was super (laughs) (laughs) and it ended up at a Saranac brewery and uh yeah so she then we moved back here because his job came back here and so um we we hadn't even been married quite a year and so I this is so silly but I I had to make a deal I was like hey okay so here's the thing I'm gonna ask you for a, a present for our anniversary I know it's only our one year but if you would just uh, this year get me a treadmill, I promise I will not ask for anything for five years. <laughs> and I had that treadmill for 14 years and then it died. Did you ask for anything in those five years, though? What? Nope. All right. Nope. Nope. Is I bought it... the extended warranty on that treadmill and I got a new belt. I got a new uh, motor at one point. Uh, poor Sears. Papa. They, uh, <laughs> they they gone. Got, right, yeah, but I got my uh, treadmill <laughs> from them. I had that treadmill, and then uh, it died, and I I got one hand-me-down did from somebody else. On my actual stories, I actually replaced the belt on my treadmill with a lot of rage and noise-making a few months back. Uh, it was rough, but the treadmill was instrumental because I didn't really know anybody else that ran. And I was just, I came from somewhere else. Like, I didn't grow up here. I didn't 
I wasn't in athletics. I didn't go to college here. So it was just kind of like, oh, I have to go for a run. I don't want to get murdered. So I guess I'll do it in my house on a treadmill. Um, <laughs> I, see, that's why I don't hate treadmills, Adam, because I won't get murdered. On <laughs> you don't like murder. And if you're having a bad digestive day, you could be like, whoop, got to take <laughs> There you go. And that's a way to not poop yourself while running because the toilet's well, so close. I, I shouldn't Preach. say, bro, but. I can't, my friends and neighbors and people who are close to me know, like, you know how they say, does a bear haha <laughs> in the woods? You can say that's, shit. Yeah, we swear all the time. I don't, but that's okay. personal. So, <laughs> but we haven't, like, we haven't offended you when we've cussed, have we? No. No, you wouldn't still listen to us if that was the case. <laughs> this is true. Like She's been long gone. I went to Cleveland Public Schools. So I, I heard it all in kindergarten. So, <laughs> but like, literally, I have used the bathroom in some of the weirdest places, but I'd prefer not to. So there's that. Um, I'm actually looking forward to leaf cover season again. <laughs> <laughs> because I live in, I run in the country a lot. And right now, all of my <laughs> hiding places are like barren. <laughs> and it takes a lot more strategy right now, so. <laughs> strategy. Oh, that yeah. was a nice back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's. But, but like, you know, a couple of years ago on my route, there was a lot of pipeline stuff. So there was porta potties galore. And now it's just bushes. Bushes with no leaves right now. <laughs> so, yeah. That's that's why the treadmill's nice because you don't have to look for that. Oh, yeah. oh my god! How are we ever gonna top this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We've certainly gotten into. We certainly covered some new territory today. <laughs> this is an episode of Staying Sane. Fifteen minute segments turned into a full hour about poop. <laughs> I'm considering That's myself so lucky that I'm considering myself lucky that I apparently don't have these concerns as much as other runners because I, I, I've, you know, I've never I really had this worry. I, I, uh, I have to make sure before a race that I, I go, I could go every five minutes before a race like, <laughs> and go 20 times before a race. But as soon as a race or a long run starts, I've only once ever had to go in a porter potty in the like eight years I've been running. So I don't, I like, I don't really, I'm, I consider myself fortunate and I eat Chipotle before every race. Well, the the day before, not right before. I'm I'm not Michael Scotting at the start line with a bowl of Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This has taken every turn I want it to. Oh. (laughs) No, I see I, I once hesitated at the edge of a woods, and I will never hesitate again to just go over the barrier and into the woods. That's all I'm going to say about that. It means what you think it means. Oh, Adam, what do you have right now? <laughs> a mouthful of pad thai. <laughs> There's a reason my mic was muted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've got 
recording. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best episode we've ever recorded. Oh my god. We've had a few uh, good ones lately. Yeah, man. Oh. Well, we go from like Mark Freeman a couple weeks ago, which is like serious <laughs> really? and like oh. here's like how the brain works and you can really like fight you know, I used to be I have a lot of issues and I fought to get through them and like all this like poignant deep stuff. And now we have this. I mean, we are the full spectrum. (laughs) So I I guess though, at some point here, we do need to begin to close this down. So I'm done. I'm done. uh, I do want to ask you one question that we have asked everybody uh, throughout this quarantine. Uh And, and that is, I, I don't want to throw an extra stipulation on it, but obviously you're going to be very excited to get back to work. So we know well, that. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to throw that. That cannot be one of your answers. I mean, I guess it could be if you want to like take the easy way out. But non-running related and preferably non-work related, okay. what are you most looking forward to when this is all over? Okay, so I don't have any kids, but I have what I call pretend kids. Uh, I have several friends with um, one friend in particular, the one I ran um, my first ever marathon, the one that I did my first 20 miler with ever. She has triplets. They're little bitty babies. And I have another friend that's due to have her daughter next week. I want to hold them babies. Mm. And I can't right now. So that's what I'm looking forward to. What did you call them? Pretend babies? My pretend kids. Your pretend <laughs> kids. So holding your pretend kids. I think that's awesome. I, at the, the beginning of this, we got... It's kind of funny to watch the progression of the answer to that question. Because yeah. at the beginning, it was all, I can't wait to go out to eat. Yeah. That, that was like the, the big thing. I can't wait to go out to eat. and Not, not that that's wrong. I, I mean, I think we all can't wait for that but it's turning into a more like i can't wait to be around the people i love again oh my gosh i know right definitely definitely um one of my pretend kids lives close enough that i've gone on a couple of runs and i'll stand outside in the yard and like play simon says with them through the window (laughs) (laughs) like i go see my kids but i can't see my kids it sucks right so that's what it, I'm looking forward to, and not worrying if I have hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, uh, the other day we were out. I forget what we were doing. Um, we, my son and I might have been working in the yard. I don't know. But we, he has a friend a couple doors down, um, and uh, he was riding his bike up and down the alley in our backyard. And I, yeah. we, we don't get to see him. His parents are um, – they're they're not together so he bounces house to house and i swear every time he's with his mom who's a friend of mine he's sick so they can't get together of course this time he's not been sick the entire time and we can't get the kids together but it it was you know even the other day it was like it was fun that we you know i I go and grab haze i'm like hey bud come back here to the very back of the backyard and we're watching our neighbor friend connor ride his bike up and down the alley and, nice. you know, it, it, it was like it was fun for Hayes, but it's heartbreaking for me to watch and go, you know, it's making my son's day that he can just wave to a kid and say, hey, 
You know, it's it's so tough, and I think that's what we're starting to realize that maybe we took for granted even in the early stages of this, just as this the experiment of that question continues to go. I just see it turn more towards the people that we truly miss. And uh, yeah, hearing your response is interesting. So Adam, do you have any other questions for Sarah on this full episode? Which is nice because now we don't have to record a full episode. Yeah, this week. Oh, that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's kind of a pleasant surprise. Not like, gonna lie. Yeah, I got shit going on. Uh, no, no, no questions. <laughs> just um, it's it's honestly it's it's nice to talk to somebody new, and it's nice to talk to somebody who um, who's just kind of going through some of the same stuff that I'm going through. Andrew and I have this conversation all the time. Our our work scenarios are just so different, and yeah. you know I don't get to work at all. Andrew has a very different sort of issue where work seems to always change for him. And that's right. frustrating for a whole different sort of reasons. And so it's just, it's, it's yeah, been nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm unmarried. I don't have kids. I have, right. you know, nephews and a niece that I desperately want to see. And I've got my parents. Um, but like, I don't have to worry about the day-to-day juggling of, of all those other things, which makes this right. in some ways easier for me. So it's just, right. it's been, I think one of the things that we've enjoyed about this is that, we have more free time. It's given right. us some time to do some different things with the show, talk to different people that we haven't talked with before. And it's just, it's just been really nice to kind of, you know, hear your experience and see how you're coping with it. And it's been, well, it's I've, just I've, been a fun conversation. Well, I had really a lot of fun talking. I always like sit there uh, when I do catch up on the podcast, it's usually one or two at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like, when I'm trying to do something else, I got all my paints out and my watercolors and crap sit it on my dining room table because we don't have kids, so we eat in the living room. Um, <laughs> but it's it's fun to listen to. I always end up cracking up. My favorite uh, episode was the uh, unpopular food uh, popular food opinions. That one. Okay. No, no uh, it stops right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. It stops right there. The amount of outrage coming from andrew was just entertaining as heck it, <laughs> it we, we no no this cannot we we're gonna have to do a to be continued if ah, we start I, down this road i was, so, I was just, i'm not gonna say anything about food i was just gonna say that honestly like part of what made that episode so much fun was that the, the outrage would be there and just, there was a certain point where I just knew that if I kept asking why, it was just going to keep him going so down the rabbit hole. So oh, like, I'm just going to go with that. It was why? like watching two little kids on swings and the one's going, I'm swinging higher than you. I'm swinging higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one starts to cry. <laughs> what was funny about that episode was that was supposed to be like a 15-minute segment, maybe at most. We were going to do, the whole episode was supposed to be out like cold weather running. And we, oh, got, yeah, yeah. and we got to the end, and we're like, oh, we've been doing this for 50 minutes. We should probably tell you these tips that nobody is going to care about now. Because oh, if you've so- stuck with it, you don't care about <laughs> anything else. And if you haven't I- stuck with it, it's because we never got to what we were going to talk about. Oh. Oh. I didn't even care. I just cracked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? When I came up with the idea for that, I really thought that... God, no, I can't. I was, nope, we're not doing it. So I'm going to say, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. 
<laughs> it was great. I appreciate being asked. It was very fun. I've never done this before. So thank you. Uh, we oh, will definitely welcome. have you back in the future. And we want to know how your goal towards a, uh, uh, a Boston qualifier uh, in the next four years goes for you. Right. So if you ever have any questions too, I mean, feel free to uh, ask Adam. He's a Boston qualifier. Um, that's really appreciate it. So like, I mean, that's what we, that's what we're here for. If there's any tips or anything that you're looking for, uh, you know, please feel free to reach out. So um, yeah, this, this definitely turned into a complete shit show. And uh, and I'm here ways. for it. Oh, have... what a pun! What a pun! Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I am here for all wow. of it. So we we are so. I, I had a lot of fun. I didn't, you know, with these staying saints. I don't know where they're gonna go because we don't know everybody. Right, right. And I forgot to start my stopwatch today. And when Adam was like, we need to have her on for a full episode. And then I texted back, what time are we at now? He was like 25 minutes. I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> We're rolling with it. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. it. Made a mistake asking a hairdresser. You know, I can talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I'm bald. So I cut my own hair. So I, no, no, I, we talk, man. We're, we, we could be bartenders except for no. So, you know, Actually, a lot of girls I know do actually bartend, too. But that's a whole different so thing. Ha- so having a hairdresser on a podcast that one of the co-hosts is a bartender is recipe oh. for going way over time budget. Yep. That's amazing. It's so perfect. Yes. That, that's why it works. <laughs> All right. Well, I, yeah. I have to use the bathroom, so. Of course you do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let, let me let me send this out real quick so we don't have to do a second take of it and then I'll let you go do your thing so Adam I'm going to talk to you soon Sarah thanks again so much for uh, joining us today uh, to everybody out there um, please stay safe uh, stay clean stay home and most importantly enjoy your miles everybody <laughs> <laughs>